back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And welcome to a new week, Hollow Cult. It is Monday. So everybody should be excited about that. Yay. <laughs> but we're here to bring you out of that beginning of the wink beginning of the week slump. We're back with the final installment of Collins Elite. So if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, go back and check them out. You're not going to going to want to miss them. You're going to need the information to dive into this one. But before we can do that, we got to get through some business. So check us out at all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, anywhere where there's media and your social, we're there. Search up the Hollow Sky podcast and you can find us. Come hang out. Get initiated into the hollow cult. Be part of the movement. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like for us to share on a future show, Kyle's got some information. You can call or text the hollow phone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. You can write your story out, shoot it over to the email. You can record yourself on a voice memo app or your video or whatever you want. Shoot that over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Any way you can get us your story, it's much appreciated. We'll do our best to get it on the show as soon as we can. We will do our best. Um, If there is any way you'd like to support the show, we are grateful. Here are some suggestions. First off, word of mouth. Share the show wherever you can. Any social medias you're on. Just uh, put our name in the hat for podcasts. If you know people that listen to them, anybody that likes weird shit, throw our name out there, recommend the show. It's the best thing you can do for us. Help our numbers grow. Help the hollow cult grow. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to jump over there and check that out, uh, we have a bunch of extra content and goodies and all kinds of tiers. You can look and see if there's anything of interest to you there. Our web store is up and running, so you can check that out. We have a Venmo. You can throw a little pocket change in for our monster fund to help all of our addictions and vices. Or you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. And when I find it, I will shout you out. That being said, our five-star rating and review comes to us from our friend, 907MKLAS. 907 says, thank you, Hollow Sky. Five stars. These dudes crank out legit content. I enjoy hearing where their personal thoughts go while exploring the subjects. My favorite segment is the night shift with callers contacting the hotline. The day will come when they blow up and get to quit those day jobs. I'm here for it. If you haven't given them a listen, it's time to do so. Beware. It is a cult, but you'll want to be a part of it. 907, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to write those kind words. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention we do the, the night shift on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube and Facebook live. Come and hang out. Call in with your weird experiences. It's a good time. Uh, and yeah, I do hope we get to quit our jobs at one point. <laughs> that would be really nice. We'll see how that goes. We might just end up quitting our jobs anyway. Yeah. Regardless, <laughs> then we don't have a choice but to podcast all the time. That's right. That's called uh, manifestation. That is what one way of looking at it. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to go right into our listener experience of the day. This comes to us from the website submission. 
which is another way you can get those to us. It's from our friend, uh, Scott. Scott says, Hey, Stephen Kyle, just wanted to report some weird high strangeness that came about after your night shift episode on May 17th, 2023. You guys made mention of Will Sasso. I don't remember the exact context around your conversation about him other than muttering to myself, who the hell is Will Sasso? I've also muttered that to myself, interestingly enough. Anyway, I've never heard of him. The two of you moved on to another subject and provided another knockout night shift episode. Here's where things get strange. About two hours later, I'm sitting in front of the TV streaming YouTube videos because, let's face it, most TV shows these days are bullshit. And as you know, once you start watching YouTube, it keep tracks, keeps track of what you watch. And pretty soon, your YouTube filled is, your feed is filled with related videos for you to watch. If you were to look at my YouTube feed, you'd quickly notice that it's full of war stories and history, tornadoes, sprint car racing, police body cam footage, nothing more and nothing less. Well, you can imagine my surprise when I noticed there was a video of Will Sasso doing Jesse Ventura impersonations in my feed. Remember, this is only a couple hours after I listened to your Night Shift episode on Stitcher. I just sat there with a WTF look on my face and wondered what the hell is going on. Has technology advanced so far that it can pick out content on one platform and influence us on a completely other platform? Is it just a coincidence? Maybe, but I have serious doubts about it being that. There's some serious effed up stuff going on these days. Uh, for those that are worried about AI taking over the world, put your mind at ease. It's already taken over. Time to unplug and go off the grid. Well, Scott, um, we're with you about going off the grid. That would be wonderful. Oh, that would be awesome. But I am fully vested in the fact that all of our forms of media are connected. They definitely listen to what we say. Um, I'm almost in the camp to where it might know what we think, but I don't have any proof, and I sound crazy saying that. Not really. I mean, I we've had we've a lot of us have had it happen where you think about something, and then, well, ironically enough, it gets ads on your social media in in a weird um, correspondence to this. Interestingly enough, before I read your email, Scott. On TikTok, it popped up the conversation between Will Sasso and Theo Vaughn, where they were also talking about Jesse Ventura. That's weird. It popped up probably two days ago. That is weird. And for for those wondering, I just pulled this email up that Scott sent us from yesterday. So it's it's all in a weird synchronicity. Uh, yeah, but we're with you there, Scott. AI's already here. It already knows what we're doing. It knows what we're thinking. Yeah. There's no getting away from it. No, not a not a chance. So, I mean, your best bet is just to welcome our new AI overlords and just let it happen. Yeah, we traded privacy for convenience. That's uh, truer words never spoken. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But on that note, we're going to jump into some other unsettling information. Kyle's about to wrap up this uh, Collins Elite, and man, he's talked a big game on this episode. It's going to be a good one. So I am stoked to dive into it. It's going to be a good one. Again, if you haven't listened to the first three episodes, you're going to want to go back and check those out before diving into this one, because this is going to tie it all together. You're going to want to check out the beginning shift first. Yeah, so in regards to the final chapter of... Collins Elite. Once again, 
Nick Redfern's book, Final Events. If you're interested, please go purchase it. Help support him. He did a lot of really awesome work on this, and I'm glad that he was able to bring this to the world for everybody to enjoy. But I'll start this episode off with a quote from the book. It says, Scripture refers to Satan as the prince of this world and the prince of the powers of the air. A rather ominous way to start the episode off. But this is all something I had even... I hadn't even begun to consider. Most listeners at this point know my stance on ETs. However, is it possible that one of the most legendary UFO crash- crashes was nothing more than an illusion, a smoke and mirror tactic put forward by the quote-unquote fallen? Well, let's look at this because it has some very peculiar similarities with one of my favorite paranormal stories, one in which all of our listeners most likely know by now. But apparently the Collins elite were handed a report that someone did. It was titled The Collins Report, Deception and UFOs, What We Believe and Why. It points fingers at the Collins elite, claiming that they are not an official government entity, therefore they have the ability to work outside the law. Nothing applies to these types of groups, which is something that everyone should consider if they already haven't. When it comes to a lot of this chatter, I always feel like, only because I almost always have, but I feel like that most of the time we assume that any of these agencies looking into aspects of the weird are always official government entities. Always overlooking the fine print that it's more than possible and makes tons of sense that these agencies aren't connected to the government at all. It's all just smoke and mirrors. It's more of a cover-your-ass type of policy. It also takes the chains off, allowing these groups to operate how they see fit without worrying about crossing certain lines and jeopardizing themselves. But at this point, you all need to, to basically sit down because this is this is the 1947 Roswell incident. Everybody knows it. Most of you probably love it as much as I do. But this report claims that the Roswell crash was nothing more than what you would consider a Trojan horse. The odd thing about this report is that it doesn't claim any UFO was found in Roswell. It claims unusual fabrics, foils, parchments, chemical residues, and biological matter were found. But no UFO. I love it. So, I love it. At this point, Nick also points out some more strange wording. It says the fall, not crash. That's weird. Very, it's very, and this, you gotta you gotta think too because this is a this is an official report that's being handed to the Collins. They, they got out about the Collins elite. I love that. There's so much convolution and disinformation. That we go from the the OG Roswell report, where there's one craft that crashed, to it being a weather balloon, to 
Serpo, where there's two crafts that crashed, to the Elite, where there's no crafts to crash. Yeah, there's not there's not even a crash at all. Yeah. But I love it. I you, love it. You, you examine the word fall. That's strange. how many how many reports have we covered already in just our short podcasting career here where odd things just fall from the sky right we've we've heard tons of it um it states in these reports that entities within these groups have actually had success in using what they refer to as the parsons technique what does that mean well According to this, it means they were able to use something Parsons left behind, probably a technique that would allow them to manifest items which were similar to the items that fell in New Mexico. So I'll let that sink in for a minute there. So rewind, rewind, rewind a little bit to the first episode. You remember Pastor Ray Boach, Beach, however you want to say his last name. Well, his sources told him that the 47 crash wasn't a crash. These materials that ended up there were purposely put there for us to find. All of this suggests that these demonic forces not only possess the ability to physically interact with our plane, but they created these materials for us to find to help further the alien agenda. Hmm. And that's a big claim there, right? That's a big statement. That's interesting. It's very interesting. And Ray, the pastor, confronted them with this, asking how demons do this. They told him to look in the Bible. So according to Ray's informants, these quote-unquote demonic alchemists created the material and placed it on Earth. The staff at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base were able to recreate this opening a doorway, which all sounds like a giant mistake. But the person who wrote this book makes a very interesting suggestion. They suggest that if a group with the the, the letters STAC, S-T-A-C, another one... NASA Tizer, T-Z-E-R, and the, the people within the Wrights-Patterson Air Force Base could not close the door. The cons elite should disclose, or that, no, if these people were unable to close the door that they had opened to bring these materials forward, that the Collins elite should disclose all of this information to the public immediately. For a reason, too. It's not just for an exposure purpose. This would be in the line of an attempt to change the mindset of the planet's population in a rapid fashion so that all of these secrets get exposed in a way that will help basically everyone come to grasp with faith because a person is more or less suggesting that if this door cannot be closed, we are going to come to the realization 
that these demonic entities are now able to come and go into our world freely. And that eventually we are going to have to, I'm assuming essentially square off against these forces. So the, the logical thing to do is to combat it with faith. Like you hear in exorcisms or anything of that nature, right? So it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a very interesting angle but it also it also shows the the belief system, the belief structure behind the Collins elite and whomever wrote this this report. My reference earlier was to the episode that ever that I love and that everybody most likely knows is Charlie's episode from Tony, the Confessionals, the Enochian aircraft. You know, I remember in that story, Charlie went to recover a downed aircraft. Apparently, this craft was of demonic technology, which plays right into this scenario, right? Maybe turn back the hands of time a little bit. Another person that I haven't heard mention too much in all of this gray-blaming demonic bullshit is the madman himself, Adolf Hitler. If this theory has merit, then wouldn't it be possible that the nuclear weapons weren't the call of the the UFOs during World War II? We all know that Hitler was deep into the occult teachings and artifacts. So my question in that would be, is it possible the Nazis and Hitler were able to open this said doorway as well? I didn't think about that. <clears throat> because during World War II, you had a massive uptick in foo, you know, foo fighters. The pilots were reporting foo fighters like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what if what if that had some some merit to it? The fact that Hitler began to dig into the occult and was able to to crack one of these doors open long enough for things to start to come through. Uh during during cases of of abduction and even a realization that aliens are demons, people have very strange things happen. In certain cases, it absolutely seems that the two could be connected. Whitley Strieber wrote that in some cases of abduction, and I know that me and Steve have heard this as well, but in some cases of abduction... It the person will state it. It feels like my soul was being pulled from my body. Oh yeah, which is so. It's weird, right? It it does. In my opinion, it doesn't necessarily cement demons and aliens are one and the same. It could mean that in the end, they're looking for the same thing, the soul. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know what a soul what a soul is. Exactly. Um, in 1938, a man named Paul Inglesby had visions or nightmares of a future war that would be fought with nuclear weapons and demonic forces controlling spaceships. Another man, Roger Stanway, came to the conclusion that aliens are demons, and it almost like that was a 
it was almost like a massive red flag because shortly after this realization, he was in the subway and had this mass urge to throw himself on the subway tracks. The only thing that ended up saving Roger in this scenario was that he began to pray, which apparently broke this psychic connection with him that was urging him to jump on the tracks. So it was like this, like once he had, once he came to grips with the fact that in his belief that aliens are demons and vice versa, it was like something registered that and was like, okay, it's time for you to off yourself because you know too much at this point. Yeah, it sounds like super soldier shit too. It does. They get there. It absolutely does. Uh, even the great, one of the the more infamous, if you will, people in the field, Bob Lazar. Apparently, he had read documents on the soul playing a factor in all of this. Reading how these aliens referred to us as, quote-unquote, containers. That's so fucking weird. Because we've, I mean... <sighs> Soul consciousness, it could essentially be one and the same, but I've also read stories where that's uh, their interest in us would be our consciousness. You could replace that with soul if you wanted, however you want to do it. But that's that's the one thing that human have humans have here on Earth. It's the the one. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, resource that earth has that no other planets have. That's why these things keep coming here. That's why these things keep, keep an eye out on us uh, because of either the soul or the consciousness, because it's not widespread throughout the cosmos. It could be that I could, I could, I could get behind that. I could also see fractures in the theory, but I like. I mean, I like it, and I, I like the the angle of how you said consciousness slash soul. How it could be, because that's that's another thing that I try to hit on fairly often is that we don't know anything about anything at the end of the day. So a lot of this stuff, I always try to explain it. It's so hard to explain, but some you know you could call a gray an alien and then to dude over there it's a demon i mean it's all it's all fictitious labels that we put on things yeah it's like try to describe human consciousness good luck yeah and that's what i mean like you they're only these things because we decide to call them these things right and and who's to say that we're not completely fucking wrong in the end in this 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 made up description we have for them, uh, but you have the, back to the episode. You have this man, Joe Jordan. He worked for Mufon, did a whole lot of cases for him. Well, one day here is a case that is truly stumps him, and this is this is another one of them interesting facts because. When me and Steve were at the 
spirit and the spirit convention there in KC. Uh, what was old boy's name? Bigfoot dude that we were sitting right next to Carter. Right. So he told us about some shenanigans with the BFRO, right? Yes. yes. All right. So check this out. Same fucking situation. Joe Jordan works for MUFON, did shitloads of cases for him. He hears about this case that stomps him. He hears when Jesus' name is called out during this this person's particular abduction, the the experience stops. Boom. By all accounts, at this time that Joe is looking into this stuff, by all accounts of everyone with merit in the UFO field, they say there it is impossible to stop an abduction case. It cannot it cannot be done. But Joe hears this and he's like, okay, this is fucking weird, right? So Joe ends up calling these big names within the UFO field. And he's like, listen, this is this is what I got going on. Have you ever had or heard anything similar to this? And they're like, the way I take it is almost every single one of them that is willing to comment on it, they all go, all right, well, off the record here. Yes, we have heard about this. It does seem to happen. So Joe's like, okay, so why the fuck don't you talk about it? Why do you not bring it forward? And they all essentially said the same thing. We don't want to mess up our credibility in the field. <laughs> and and in and in like and certain people I'm not gonna mention their name. Steve will know who I'm referencing to. The BFRO now move on. All you're doing is muddying the fucking water worse. Yeah, you're you're pushing a narrative. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You're pushing the narrative that you fucking personally subscribe to, which is dog shit. But now, now you are isolating the because when it comes to MUFON, when it comes to BFRO, when it comes to other people in the field, you have your groups of people that subscribe to you that fucking believe whatever you say. Right. You know, Joe could come out with MUFON and be like, no aliens are actually this. And then Freddie over there with fucking BFRO is like, no aliens are this. And now, well, guess what? You just created two fucking camps or they're like, no, Joe claims this about him. So that's this. This is what it is now. And all you're doing is you're you're taking this this other little which just a minute fact. And you're just going, Well, I'm gonna swipe it right under the rug here and act like I never heard about it. We're gonna go ahead and get rid of that. We're not gonna present all the facts of the case because it doesn't play into what I want it to be. Yeah, exactly. That's stupid. They're they they are putting a very specific, very particular set of boxes that all these cases have to tick to be, this is specifically the BFRO, but this is also in MUFON and shit. They, they has to tick all these boxes 
or it's not considered. It's not included. Um, they've even went as far from what we've been told as to pull accounts out that were on record that didn't hit these new boxes that were put forth. So now you have people people having experiences and having accounts that aren't being credited or taken seriously because they don't fit in this pretty little box of what a Bigfoot encounter should be, or they don't fit into this pretty little box of what a UFO encounter should be. So it's, and that it's that, a disservice to everybody, to experiencers, to investigators, to, to scientists that look into the shit. Well, and that also does its own disservice because if you think about it, if you have a traumatic experience, I highly, highly doubt you're going to remember every single minute detail of said experience. Now, however, let's say let's say Steve has a UFO account and I am an investigator and I go to sit down with him, I start talking with him, and let's say I have a list of things in my head that does not only help me verify Steve's story, but maybe get to the bottom of it, whatever. And Steve's had a traumatic experience. He tells me his encounter, and then I, like a good investigator, would be like, well, hey, did you happen to have any missing time? Did you happen to have car trouble? Did you happen to have this, that, or the other? And what I'm getting at is by presenting that in some cases, not all, but in some cases, it will actually help jog Steve's memory because at the time, even if Steve was rational of it, even if he, he was aware of it, he might think it's unrelated or he might think it's such a minute detail that it doesn't need to be brought forth because it's not part of the abduction. When in all reality, it is a very important part of the story. But at the same time, to the opposite of that, you can't have that fucking list and let it be known to people prior that interview because then they'll they'll manufacture their story to, to fit, fit within this narrative. box so you take them serious. Yep. Right? So you, you, at the end of the day, you're just doing a mass disservice yep. by creating these little fucking... Now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It, it's okay... To have this general, general like these are the these are the things we see the most, and and you almost you have to have some boundaries to exclude some experiences that that are just just not what they think they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you have somebody that sees a Bigfoot and they're like, well, it looked an awful lot like a bear. It was running around like a bear, but it was pretty a sure bear. it was a Bigfoot. You have to you have to have boundaries to exclude those stories, or you're going to spend your time chasing your tails. And oh, I agree, I agree. But it's almost like they took it to they took it to such extremes now that you think you they think, all sound the same. And I know this is getting way the fuck off topic, <laughs> but we're do, still on UFOs and demons, here right? Right. Do you think do you think they they act like that now because now it's a business? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what 100%. I'm thinking, because that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's its own, it's its own media producer at this point. Yeah, look how many Bigfoot shows there are. Right, look how many, like it it almost right. it almost has to be some sort of sensationalized account for it to be taken seriously. See, I'm on the other end of the spectrum where 
Like if I worked for MUFON, I think I would initially take everything serious. And anything that somebody was willing to reach out and tell me, I take it serious. Now, if I get told that story and it doesn't fit this little narrative, does that mean that it's not a UFO encounter? No, it doesn't mean that. But what it means, okay, this this guy, this Steve's got some anomalies with this story that I haven't fucking heard before. So I'm going to write those down over in this this box over here. Because these are weird. I don't I don't know why this happened or where this came from. But you set it off to the side in the case. Later on, well, I met I met Jeff, this guy named Jeff, and Jeff had a couple of these fucking weird ones going on too. What the fuck's going on out there? And and I mean, I feel like I'm sure it's the same in MUFON camps as it is in Bigfoot camps. It depends on which camp is pushing the narrative. I mean, look at what they did to Les Stroud, Survivor Man. When he first came out that he was investigating Bigfoot, the flesh and blood primate Bigfooters were so excited. They were so stoked that this man was going to go out there. He was going to get evidence of some unknown primate. He was going to get video of this thing. Then Les came back talking about um, mind, mind speak, mind communication with these things. Then he came back talking about uh, actually seeing cloaking abilities uh, and them coming back with uh, them manipulating his trail cams to where they would shut off at the point when his bait would disappear. And what happened to him? The fucking flesh and blood Bigfoot community tore him apart. Discredited him out just completely that he was a fucking wackadoodle. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's like the same. It has to be the same thing in the I, I, I almost you know guarantee what I mean? it. You, 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 it is separated between people who think these you know, entities. You, you look at the Collins elite in general. I mean, that's how it started. Like, you had people within the Collins elite that were like, no, they're fucking aliens. No, they're demons. I yeah. mean, it, it even happened with them. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's so. It's weird to, like, sit here. It's and, so tribal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All aspects of the paranormal is so tribal. It's so, it really is. There's not. I don't think there's as many people out there like us that are like. Let's, I mean, this is what let's I th- go with it. <laughs> this is what I think it is. But shit, if you got proof that it can turn invisible, I'm more than willing and excited to sit down and listen to this shit. How bummed are they going to be when it's all just our government fucking with us? Yeah, they'll be like, "This sucks." <laughs> not again. We're going to pull it back to yeah. to UFOs now that we went on our Bigfoot tangent. Right, but right. But we're just letting you know we're here for all of it. All right. Another thing that I know that we've read about, we've talked about, is that in some of these cases, you have aliens that are able to communicate with people and they bring up religion. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice. And you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, 
regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. And they will bring up Jesus and God 90% of the time. It's usually some type of slander at that. All the while, which is rather bizarre, other than maybe them feeding on our beliefs, the aliens themselves will often provide solace by claiming they will save us with things like cloning, reincarnation, or lifting us all off the planet in the nick of time. So you take those, take all those examples there. All of them are, in my opinion, Red Flag City. You have cloning. Well, it makes me wonder a few different things. If this is an option, I don't know because I'm not, I'm not anything. I'm just dumb. But do they assume because I think this is a pretty interesting aspect. Do they assume that by creating, being able to clone, create another human, will it be filled with a soul? If there is this mass hunt for souls as power, like if you're going to run that angle, you see what I'm saying? Like if if they were able to clone you, well, obviously by these imaginable rules, your soul wouldn't leave your body to go in the clone of you. Unless, unless our soul is like an, like an energy source, right? Like a battery. Yeah. So as, as they, as we die, the battery runs down, right? Mm -hmm. So if we get a clone, which is funny you're using this analogy is a battery charger. That they're like, okay, well, this 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 battery is is drained. We're gonna clone them, and maybe use this as the new charger for the same soul. Because you would think, if if souls are just privy to humans, there is, I'm not gonna say a, a finite source, but they they can't just keep keep popping up, you know, unless they're, unless somehow they're recycled. I don't know what the 
what the people off the planet to the people coming onto the planet is, how close that that number is. But you would think that there, there's a lot. I don't know though, man. There's a lot more dead people than there are alive people in right. the history of, of humanity. Right. But so I don't. And know. it's funny that know. you use those analogies because I go on to ask as, as far as with cloning and and stuff like that. Is a is it to where the older the soul gets, does it become stronger? Or is it hmm. just this, this, you know, is cloning an aspect of, of a lot, another one of their, their lies. But when it comes to reincarnation, you know, same questions apply other than it. If, if reincarnation is an option and that is namely one that's being presented by the painted picture of the ETs who are whom are actually demons, and then they're in this this quest for souls. So you, you keep that in mind when you when you look at this this stuff. But when it comes into to reincarnation in particular, reincarnation agreeing to, especially if they're presenting it, that would result in them with a, a never ending supply of souls at that point, right? If if they were they were selling reincarnation to us yeah because you're 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 literally able to recycle souls yeah. at that point like watching the mindless people step into the the essential black hole from what we talked about in the earlier episodes and it's like i said it's funny to use those analogies because it's like a recycling is a soul kind of like a battery that's weird it ages it gets stronger <laughs> as it goes then it's collected. The energy from it is collected. It reincarnates back into something, whether it's this clone or another, another a host, whatever the fuck you want to do. And then they allow it to charge again until it's expiration where they collect the energy and then recycle. And That's then, weird. then you look at the lift, lifting us off the planet in the nick of time. It sounds exactly like the rapture. Oh Yeah. I don't know. Very, and then the, yeah, very bizarre. Because we have heard a lot of cases in ET cases where people have referenced Jesus, or they've they've kind of, in a roundabout way, slandered that, or like in the I think in the blood. So it's like they they were they wanted to stay away from the subject. They're like just fucking leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we are them or whatever the fuck it said. You, but and I mean. And you hear people referencing, calling out Jesus' name and shit in all sorts of paranormal encounters. Oh, yeah. It does the same for a lot of them. I mean, That's weird. the only ones that I can think of that throw any shade right back in, in some cases are like straight up demonic cases. Where they, you, you hear about where it does its thing, but it also tries to like. I guess it it more or less tries to skirt around that subject where it's like just no we're not gonna fucking talk about that I don't know it's it's, it's weird um it's also interesting to point out that with the brotherhood of the snake we learn that these abilities to free ourselves were hidden from us some within images making it harder for us to understand but even in this case with the aliens and I assume it kind of feeds the same purpose just maybe a different approach but it's believed that faith is being pushed down 
in the fact that these quote-unquote teachers are pushing a narrative to believe in other options, such as aliens, in a way that they, these aliens, would be our actual creators. But to be fair, in that process, you also have to consider that the religious institutes are spinning their own narrative to keep their train rolling. So it's this big, I mean, at least the way I look at it, you know, because some people double down on one or the other. I look at it as like, well, to be fair, neither side's proven their fucking claim. Makes you wonder which side has the most to gain. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucked up way of looking <laughs> at it, really. It's a really fucked up way of looking at it. Yeah, like I... <sighs> Like I said earlier on, anytime you have the big the big hitters from both sides, the secular and the sacred, being on the same page, something's probably fucked up. Oh, yeah. It's also ironic in this book because it suggests that people are learning to view and interpret the Bible as one of the greatest UFO stories ever told, which we've heard. I mean, we've heard that the Bible contains passages of UFO encounters or alien encounters. So my point being is, is that all more disinformation by these epic deceivers to double down on the narrative that aliens are, you know, they're the, you know, the big deception that, they're actually demons, but they're they're claiming to be aliens. Like you have to look at like what what would each side have to gain? What would what would one side have to gain to convince Johnny Q public? Okay, say say you're in the camp that these things are demonic. What does that side have to gain in convincing everybody that they're aliens? And then on the flip side of that, that these things are aliens. What does the side have to gain to convince everybody that they're demons? Don't fucking ask me. That's the million dollar question right there. Like what, what is, what, what's your best case scenario there? You know what I mean? Like fuck both of them. That's where I'm at like that. And that's why I think that's why I get so confused by some of these bullshit ass arguments. That's what I'm saying. Some of this aliens, demons, they both get the smoke. uh, Yeah. Welcome. It it is weird. Um, the book also goes over essentially project blue beam as another in game, in games, in game scenario, you know, but more or less stating that we'll get disclosure or what we would consider disclosure, which we kind of have. Uh, but it will be the event that will unite the world under one ruler, that which would be the Antichrist, a true one world leader controlling everything, economy, which is kind of weird because in today's world, like, all these pieces are getting moving. You're and you're, you're, you're kind of like, oh, dude, like I could see us going down this road. It doesn't. It legitimately doesn't feel that far off. No, no, it really doesn't. Um, but the cons elite seem to have plans that went into effect to help with with these said issues because apparently 
at least in 2010, it was stated that the Collins elite still exist. So one can only assume they still have pieces on the chessboard to this day. But they have given, apparently, the Collins elite have given up on a lot of the experiments trying to make contact with these entities. Apparently, they're more focused on helping people find Christ, which I'm just going to call dog shit. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying that at all. Uh, apparently, the 9-11 attacks to the Collins elite were viewed as the kickoff of the end times. It apparently started a countdown that they must stop. So this would be why they are they're trying to double down. They're taking essentially that document's advice and trying to indoctrinate the people with religion, which by all means, let's be 100% honest here. If that happened in 2010, where this this was their their now main focus, they have fucking failed. <laughs> that's, I mean, tell that's, me I'm wrong. I'm, that's a fact. I yeah. I love that they get to the point. They're like, oh, 9-11 happened. That's a signal for the end of the world. We're just going to stop trying to fix it. It's not how that works. Everybody just pray a lot. <laughs> and, and check this shit out. So... I think I think I write it down. I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but I do vaguely remember reading this. There was a man that Nick was able to talk to, and he was he 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 had left Collinsley because he became disgusted with the possibilities of the future. This I think this is if I remember correctly, this is why he left the group. So the plan is to more or less for, force religious and doctrine onto the American people with the end goal in mind to save their souls. So it's this whole fucking righteous shit. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said that. They're making everybody go to Christ. I said, this sounds like a whole big fucking scam set up by the Collins elite to convince everything that whatever these entities are, are demons. So what's the best way to com- combat the demons well, is to turn to the Lord and like, Give your soul to Christ. Well, that's a weird way to preserve souls if you're saying that whatever these entities are, feed off of souls, give your souls to this other entity that you were, that you say is good because you say is good. Like, no, nobody fucking knows the, right. the, real, the real, like, motive behind any of this bullshit. So, it just... <sighs> It all just sounds like well, that that one sentence right there. Just I'm like, okay. Oh, it gets better. These fucking it gets better. Shams, let's let's go. Here's your righteous fucking a bunch of fucking. Nerds. Here's my here's my blade that I will. This is my blade of sacrifice. <laughs> so the plan is to at some point set off a small nuclear weapon within a city, or allow it to happen, then force. It's fucking weird, ladies and gentlemen. Then force lockdowns, curfews, the removal of freedom of speech, closure of borders, and total surveillance on the population. So that's Collins Elite's plan? Yeah. Huh. Plot twist. 
<laughs> that sounds like some. That sounds like some righteous religious bullshit. Right that's there. what I'm saying. That, that's why I said, "Here's my blade of sacrifice," because they have it in their heads. Oh. Okay, so the door's open. the The fight is inevitable. The fight is inevitable. We can't win this fight without everyone essentially transforming themselves into Lord's warriors. <laughs> so how are we going to do this? Oh, I, I know. I change my I stance. I stand with the aliens. We are going to sacrifice <laughs> possibly thousands of people with a, a small nuclear attack. That way we can convince them just like in, you know, like when nine 11 happened, that's when everybody came together. Everybody was on the same page. Well, the same thing's going to happen here, except they're hoping that they get to fucking feed the narrative. That sounds like a harvesting of a bunch of souls right off the rip. It's weird, right? Bro, I see. I changed my stance. Uh, fuck these religious nutbags. I'm standing with the demons and the aliens. Dude. And so you have all that. Then you get to the media control, military and intelligence communities all on the same page. And at, at a certain point, so check this out, at a certain point in this plan, in this this grand scheme, because it doesn't stop with the, 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 the nuclear explosion or whatever the fuck it is, but you're going to have total symbiosis between all media companies, which we see today. Yeah, that's not, that's not okay. shocking or new. They're going to be working with the military slash intelligence communities, which we see today. Not shocking or new. Everybody remembers last week's episode, right? The submission from last week's episode in particular. Oh. <laughs> so check this out. All these, all these cards are going to come full circle in symbiosis and on a determined date that wasn't determined in the documents that this man who defected from the Collins fleet was able to read, but on a specific date, whichever one that it's kind of still in the air, but what I'm getting at, they're going to pick a day and they're going to fill the skies north of America with the image of Jesus Christ. Hmm, interesting. Which is ironic because last week's submission very interesting. was of that. It's very interesting. So my question would be, I don't I don't know the time frame as to when Submitter seen these images. But my question would be, was that the trial run for maybe this said date? And it's it's like blue beam. That's what I'm saying. The exact same shit. That's what and I'm like saying. Like I said, like I said from the very 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 first episode. <sighs> Let's say these entities are real. And we don't know what they are. We don't know if they're interdimensional. We don't know if they're from outer space. But you get these fringe fucking religious fucking crazies in big government, in the Vatican, that are trying to push this narrative of religion, this, this narrative of God, right? And they see... The all of the encounters, all of the abductions, all of the files and information on this new unknown entity that we don't know anything about. Right. What better way 
to push your narrative of God than to paint these new entities as the devil. Well, the one biggest, baddest motherfucker there is in Christianity. Paint them as demons. Paint them as working for the devil. So now you, you, you can use that. Snake. Yeah, you can use, exactly. You can use that to, to force everybody toward this religious path that you want. Absolutely. Toward Christ for this, this fucking righteousness of whatever, whatever you have behind it. Like, I, and it's a fucked up thing with religion as well. You know, it gets foretold about the Antichrist and him being a master, like a, a, an epic deceiver, essentially. And, and and to be to be fair, like that that's not what religion is supposed to be. You you can't go, hey, believe this or die. Yeah. It it should be more along the lines of like Steve, there's a fucking war coming, homie. You need to get on my team. And if you're like, no, dude, I'm not about that life, then that, that's when you go, all right, brother, I respect you, but I gotta go fight in this battle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you gotta let you got to let not, people make decisions. You can't just go, no, you will believe. If you're not on me and God's team, you're going to hell. So right. now Satan's team gets stronger. Right. <laughs> I get, that's not how that shit is supposed, at least in my eyes, so that's not childish. how that shit is supposed to work. It's so like. But check it out. I'm gonna I, my I, I was, I was correct. That was the plan that, that made this guy sick. And, he he's like, I'm not good with outing these demonic entities by creating another lie for the people to swallow. Even considering that deceiving people into following Christianity could be the 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 very lead to a one world order that could be taken over by the Antichrist. So no, I'm not okay with this. I'm out. Yeah. They, the man the man was even considered that maybe just it's possible the Collins elite was actually part check this out. The Collins elite was actually part of the plan from the entire beginning because if you go backwards shocking. Well no check no, hear me out. Because when you go backwards and you talk remember I told you the admiral that turned in his neighbor? Yeah. And then these demonic entities played the long game with that. That's it was this big whole elaborate plan because they knew he was going to be part of NICAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, he's even considering that maybe the entities played the long game with the Collins elite, knowing they would take these steps and it would further their plan. Hell yeah. So he bows out. He's like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I've, it's it's wild, bro. And I, I was almost on board, like episode two. Like maybe these guys. Oh, that's where I was at. I maybe was like, they got something. Maybe they're not so bad. You lost me, fellas. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's, it's out. You the lost me in the name of the Lord. There. Oh, it doesn't fucking stop there. Like we're we're getting some more mind fucks here. Um, Nick also points out how the Offutt Air Air Force Base, the one that he had originally called that told him about the Collins Lee was also one of the first places that George W. Bush had a strategy meeting in regards to 9-11. Interesting. Interesting fun fact. 
Then you have an interesting nugget of information here. Everyone knows the, and if you don't, you should know, the Rendlesham Forest incident. Well, and keep up with me here. Did we do an episode on Rendlesham yet? I don't think so. Hmm. It's considered by... Noted. The two men from the beginning of this series, you have Ray, the pastor, who was met with these two physicists from the DOD. They're the ones that showed him the pictures of the deceased bodies. They wanted his insight, yada, yada, yada. And they were the ones originally conflicted because they had the strong religious background, the, uh, the whole deal. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back. But they believe that that event was most likely staged. The entire Rendlesham Forest incident was a mass stage. Apparently, they have technology that is nothing more than a hologram. But this tech has the ability to also interact with its environment. According to a Jenny Randalls, who is a British UFO researcher, she claims that this device manipulates the subatomic basis of matter at quantum levels. It builds a bridge between mind and physical substance. So essentially what happens with this Rendlesham Forest is that it affects the mind in a way that has, it forces you into this intense hallucination. And at the same time, it mimics your hallucination with physical effects within the real world. Dude, it's, it's almost like what DeLong said about there, there almost has to be a person there to experience it to affect the world around it. Almost, but he's dumb. No, I'm not I'm not arguing that. But if he wants to come on the show, we will talk to you. Oh, yeah. I Tom DeLong. Anybody with any connections to Tom I'll DeLong talk to him. That wants us By all means. to talk to him, let's make that happen. And I would, I would love nothing more for him to make me eat my words. Hey, you know what has, I'm saying? Well, I, I, mean, I, I, would be, I would be honored to... He has a lot more connections than we do. Oh, absolutely. But that that right there is interesting because in the episode that I put together, uh, kind of setting it up the stage here, uh, was the, the 4chan UAP whistleblower that came out uh, at the end of April. I went through the entirety of his Q&A and I put it together and I'm planning on doing an episode. Probably next week's episode will start it. But there was a bunch of people chiming in. And somebody chimed in with this little tidbit here. It says, you realize that the U.S. Navy and Air Force have the ability to do exactly what your gut feeling is right. Plasma physics have developed greatly in the past few decades to the point to where lasers can target areas of the sky, ignite molecules in the air to create light, and using many of them at the same time or a powerful fast enough laser to create 3D images and holograms. Look into Project Nemesis. They're able to use this tech to fool radar into thinking that these things are physical objects. So not only are they visible to the naked eye as a hologram, but radar also believes that they are physical objects too. So how many UAP cases in the last two decades could be explained by them using this tech? Could they... Or they could make right-hand turns at unexplicable speeds, basically do anything as the yeah. law of physics would not apply to generated holograms. There are no G-force. There is no pilot. It is all smoke and mirrors. Which somebody would ask why. Well, 
go back to what a lot of people theorize with the past several years bullshit with the lockdowns and all that stuff, it would be the manufacturer of fear. Yeah, they go on to say, mind you, this tech is very recent and cannot account for UFO UAP sightings throughout history. It could right. be another way for those in power to control the narrative by saying go. it's been them all along. It has not. We must always remember this. So I look it up. There you sure go. enough. Boom. The Navy's secretive and revolutionary program to project false fleets from go. drone swarms. There you go. There you go. Remember, kids. Just because the government says that they're not doing things well, does not mean that they're not. And to play on that, you have uh, Robert Manners, who was the second, I believe the second elite, Collins elite person that Redfern was able to talk to. But he brought up that in the early 1960s, the CIA was actually considering using a tech that would project Jesus over the skies of Cuba in the clouds during mm-hmm. the U.S. invasion of Cuba, making the people of Cuba think that they had, that America had God on their side. Yep. We we talked about that a little bit in um, Havana Syndrome. Probably. I think so. But it also brings us to the point that people saw cities in the sky over China. Faces in clouds. All of this shit could be the same fucking technology. Yep. Uh, th- and this is... It's, I, I, it's I, funny that we got into that and it tied into what I was working on. Working, working to the end of the episode here, but I tried doing a bunch of online stuff in regards to Collinsley. Ironically enough, I didn't know this, but it is kind of a a belt buckle for Mister Redfern. Redfern was actually the one to fully break the Collins the Collins elite to the world. Oh, that's dope. He was the first dude to stumble on, and it, it was it was pure happenstance. I mean, he didn't he didn't even know he, no he didn't even hear, hear about him. But there'd been a lot of shit being thrown at the Collinsley and assumptions of what they were, who they were, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nick wrote an article that kind of, in his eyes, clears this up. I don't know if it really clears it up in my eyes, but he says that. These men within the Collins elite were literally an unofficial group for quite some time, meaning they would actually now they did work within the United States government. So you're you're still you still have men who are CIA, military, DIA, all that stuff. They would do their nine to five. And then after nine to five they would get together as the Collins elite at a Mexican restaurant, wherever it would be. <laughs> so it was like a, it was like a side project for them, yeah, like a pastime, which is awesome and terrifying <clears throat> at the same time, because think about it. That's the, you know, that's saying once again, it's, it's something I hadn't considered, but these men within the military and intelligence communities believe in something so much that they met off the clock, after hours, to discuss these things. But it's also terrifying because they are able to use military or military and intelligence resources and all that jazz Oh yeah, to fuel their fun times, what they believe in. 
hundred percent. They are completely and utterly disconnected from the government at this point. So they are like a clandestine union that is just like, because I, I even read where I forget what it was, but the CIA had a part in area 51 and they tried sending a, uh, an army unit into, in the, in there to figure out what the fuck was going on within area 51. And the CIA basically just said, get bent. Dude, it's, we're not telling you what's going on here. It doesn't matter. Look, look at this, this latest whistleblower that just came out. The dude who gave away all of the, the Ukrainian strongholds and shit. This kid was 21 years old in the military and just had it clearance and gained all this information, and the dude shared it on his Discord server. The same server that the dude plays Minecraft on. Right? Sharing top-secret DOD information on his Minecraft server as as a dick swing. Like, hey, I, I, I got clearance. And some other little nerd on there is like, no, you don't. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> Boom. That how, how let that sink in. That's this is awesome. this how much confidence do you have in in the people that are supposed to be protecting us right now? And but and like with the Gons Elite, like they were just like off the books, just like it would be like you and me. You happen to work for the CIA, I happen to work for the DIA. Yeah. And we're just like, bro, like demons are aliens, right? Let's prove it. And then and then eventually, we both work for the Vatican, and the Vatican's like, "Hey, can you push this narrative for us to where right. to where we can get a bunch more people to convert to Christianity?" <laughs> and we're like, "How much are you going to pay us?" But because like a lot, and you you'll be excluded from eternal damnation. We're like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." Let's go. <laughs> but ironically enough, faction, you know, the government would end up finding out about the Collins Lee and stuff, and so every once in a while. The Consley would, I guess, convince the government of their narrative and the government would fund then fund them for more research. <laughs> so it was just it's like this weird little club that just some guys I don't know, it's just really fucking bizarre. It sounds like a bunch of nerds. It's 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 crazy. But that that's the gist of what I was able to find on the Consley. It's been a wild ride. That was a sharp left turn at the end there. <sighs> Man, and I don't I don't know about the whole alien demon connection. I have no fucking clue. Uh, uh, I'm no further believing or disbelieving from what I was previously. I'm going to say they're not. They're not the same. I'm going to say it was a push and a ploy to get people to believe in, uh, not believe in a certain narrative, but to fear a certain narrative. Therefore, yeah, pushing it further into believing a certain narrative. And they just ran with that. Game I can get behind that. I can get behind I'm going to say aliens are not demons. I mean, I could see aspects of this being true. You know, I could get behind maybe Crowley was able to open some type of fucking door and, for example, the Greys came through and were able to figure out how to get here now. I get behind that. Does, does it necessarily mean that they are quote-unquote demons? No. It means that he was able to tamper with some type of interdimensional parallel fucking bullshit. No different than what most likely the people at CERN are trying to do. I still think it was an alien janitor. 
I hope so. I think the aliens were just eavesdropping. They saw this dude down here doing a bunch of weird shit, and they're like, what better way <laughs> to fuck with this weirdo that thinks he's opening portals and talking to God and talking to the devil and shit. Then we send Carl, Carl the UFO maintenance man. Like, Carl, listen. listen you got bud. this. It's not going to be as bad as you think. He's the Joe Dirt of he's that a, race. Yeah, yes. Please, yes. <laughs> and... They're like, Carl, look, we're even gonna we're even gonna give you free reign. When you get down there and this weirdo starts talking to you, just roll with it. Whatever you want, whatever you want to tell him, just yeah. roll with it. You got this. Uh, don't let him do weird shit to you, Carl. You know? Crowley's a weird motherfucker. He starts yeah. getting handsy. You get you will beam me back up. Yeah. But when you get down there, just roll with it. He's gonna believe it. He ain't expected to see no alien come down here. You're That's gonna blow awesome. this man's mind. Carl's like, well, it's gotta be better than cleaning these ufo toilets let's go and now here we are collins elite Fucking i don't know toilet elite i hope i hope somebody from collins elite contacts us you never know <laughs> i doubt it not but. you agent smith you ain't about that life nerd. yeah keep your knocking to yourself yeah i'm like hey enough with the pictures. enough with the cryptic, cryptic bullshit agent smith and he sends us a undecipherable code that, yeah I don't, I don't even think he knew what he was doing no anyway we're not talking about Agent Smith so that is the Collins Elite make sure you go back and listen to the first four at this point if you've made it this far and you haven't listened to the first four you probably lost on what we were talking about but anyway thanks for hanging out with us this Monday that wraps it up uh, tune in Wednesdays on YouTube for the live show, The Night Shift. Come and kick it with us. Uh, And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and aliens aren't demons. All right? End. We solved it. Period. The end.